everybody. Uh, I've been sitting with some things. This actually arose out of discussion uh, with my husband who was doing a PowerPoint presentation at work uh, about um, about reasons for optimism and resiliency and all of that. And uh, I decided I would dive into some uh, some statistics and things. Uh, to help encourage us, I think there's a lot of uh, upheaval, confusion. Um, I think people, uh, a lot of times with all the COVID, are growing wary and well-doing. Uh, and the political upheaval is a thing. Uh, and, you know, just a lot of uncertainty. And I think for a lot of people, uh, you're just going wary and you just need encouragement. So... Hallelujah, don't we have reason to be encouraged? But let me just remind you about some things or maybe share some things that you may not have thought of. I think a lot of times when we're so inundated with the day-to-day pressures that we have just as living as a human being, uh, and then you have all the different uh, overlays that are going on, particularly right now. But, you know, if it's not the overlay of COVID and um, political processes, uh, riots and all the other things that tend to come up, uh, there's, you know, we can really get lost in whatever the next thing is. Right. Uh, how many of you have thought about, wow, remember the good old days? Uh, and whatever. But, you know, it's interesting when every generation does this, it's kind of like uh, almost everybody who does not live in like a one climate area uh, says, you know, well, if if, uh, you know, if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes, it'll change. That has been the way it's been with every place. I've lived. <laughs> and um, and every place thinks it's the kind of unique thing. It's kind of an amusing thing. It's like, yeah, they said that the last three, three different states and parts of the countries I was in, but that's OK. It's kind of how we how we see things uh, with our own limited perspective. And, you know, we have geographical uh, perspectives that are limit, limited, cultural perspectives that are limited, whatever we're going through in our own uh, personal lives that are limited. And then we ha- are really limited from the from the um, perspective of the uh, of the times of, of, of historical perspectives. And uh, so we've got lots of reasons uh, to be optimistic. So I, I labeled this is the world world getting darker or lighter solid reasons for optimism. And they're solid. They're not like, uh, you know, Pollyannish, you know, ostrich, uh, you know, head in the sand, all of that. No, there's some real reasons. And, uh, and let's, uh, and they're not just all floaty oaty, you know, Jesus is good. And we're going to weather this and he is good. And we are going to weather this, but that's not just what there is. There's solid reasons. So I, I want to, um, just share some things for you. Uh, number one, uh, we do have really optimistic scriptural uh, uh, underpinning, right? So when you when you look at the word and and what the word, what the Bible says, we have to look forward to. And I know if you have like an eschatology of um, you know the Antichrist is coming and all that kind of stuff, this may not be the message for you because this is not that. 
Okay. Uh, but what is, what does God say? Um, well, he talks about the human race going from one brighter place to another brighter place. It says the path of the righteous. That's you. <laughs> and if you don't think that's you, well, talk about it with Jesus because uh, he who knew no sin became sin that we would ma- be made the righteousness of God. So he did, probably did a pretty good job on that cross. <laughs> Yay, Jesus. So which means that righteous, he considers, he sees you as righteous with unstained in- innocence. The path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn shining ever brighter till the full light of day. So we're going from brighter to brighter. Hi, Randolyn, we are also going from grace to grace. Okay. Um, that is, and of his fullness, we have all received. So we didn't get a little dab. <laughs> now we may, we, we need to awaken to the fullness, uh, but we got the whole enchilada, right? And of his fullness, we have all received grace for grace. So grace upon grace. That's John 1 16. We also go from strength to strength that the Lord is able to strengthen you. And maybe you're not feeling that strong right now. And you know, that's okay. I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's okay that you're feeling crappy, but I am saying there is strengthening that you can get. And the more you gaze at him, it's like, dang, yeah, you can, all those light and tarry, momentary things you can make work for you. The strength of strength scripture is uh, Psalm 84, seven. They go from strength to strength. I have a whole message on this. If you want to go back through um, uh, some of my YouTube channel messages, it's easier to find that, or you can find it on my website as well, katherinetune.com. We go from faith to faith. So one level of faith to an expanded level of faith. For in the in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So <clears throat> if you're feeling like you're not living by faith or you've been shaken, uh, no problem. Uh, let me put it this way. It may be problematic, but there is remedy for your problem. Okay. Um, because God is, it has determined how you've been made as righteousness, right? So you go from uh, strength to strength. We go from glory to glory. Second uh, Corinthians 318, a verse that I use a whole bunch, but we all with unveiled face. Beholding is in the mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed or transfigured into the same image from glory to glory. One level of glory unveiled to the next level of glory. So we have uh, bright uh, brightness to brighter, grace to grace, strength to strength, faith to faith, and glory to glory. That is what God uh, is saying to his people that are awakening to him. And maybe you just need to be reawakened and that's okay if that needs to happen. Um, but let's talk about, you know, a lot of times some of you are like, yeah, remember the good old days when we could go to Walmart without a mask or, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> but chances are before COVID broke out, you probably had some issues that you were struggling and you were probably looking at that time as like, yeah, remember the good old days when yada, yada, yada. Okay. Um, So we tend to do this as human beings. We tend to look at the struggles we have now. We long for a different era. The challenge is, is that that era before had its own struggles. 
that people were longing for. And so I just want to give you some perspective, even from a, an historical perspective, um, about, you know what, um, things really are getting better. Yeah, sometimes, I'm, and I'm not minimizing the crap. I'm not. But I'm saying in the midst of the crap, keep in mind there's something greater than the crap. And it's not just the floaty uh, you know, uh, looking into Jesus and it's, it's all crappy here, but, you know, where Jesus is, it's good. You know, it's just not just that, although it's definitely that. But let's look at what God has been doing from the perspective of time. So let's go back. Uh, I just want to give you some uh, statistics about kind of where humanity was. Uh, if you if you go back to the time when Jesus walked the earth, right, over 2000 years ago. So the Roman Empire ruled the world uh, with its uh, primary cultural centers in Europe, Middle East and North Africa. Now, throughout the empire, which was sweeping. OK, understand the Americas had not been discovered, at least by the Western world. Okay, so throughout that empire, slavery was commonplace. Up to 40% of the population were slaves. 40%. Can you believe that? And it was normalized. Uh, homosexuality, and I'm not going to do a downer on, on people that are homosexual. You are loved by God and by me. But it was the norm. OK, especially this is the disturbing part between masters and slaves. Like how much of that was like, yeah, you know, I'm excited about that. Right. Babies were killed after birth uh, if they were deformed, sickly or simply female. Right. Uh, so uh, it had been 400 years since uh, God had spoken through his word. Uh, people worship cruel and capricious gods. These are the gods of Jupiter, Juno, Neptune, uh, just cruel. Temple prostitution and ritual child sacrifice was a regular part of this religious system. Okay. And it was accepted in the norm. Okay. This is the time of the gladiators, right? People were regular, tortured or put to death, mauled by wild animals for entertainment, <laughs> set on fire and torched for entertainment. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. A lot of the uh, the people that in the Western world we really elevate, they thought this was, there was nothing wrong with this. Plato, Aristotle, Socrates, okay, which uh, undergirds so much of our Western society that we consider uh, culture, civilized, right? This is totally fine, right? Um uh, continual wars, uh, cruelties of political despotism in a way that, you know, we may see it, but not in the sweeping nature that it was, that it is today, everywhere prevailing slavery. Outside of the Roman Empire, right, in Africa, Asia, and Australia, people worship nature and demons and their deceased ancestors. In North America, uh, in North America, American in Indians had many forms of worship. Uh, similar South America, tens of thousands of people regular sacrifice to a bloodthirsty God, right? And no one knew Messiah at that time. Well, if you go back into, so you think, okay, yeah, that was way, way back then. But if you go back just a little over 200 years, 200 and 
couple decades, years in the early 1800s in the United States that we consider so civilized, 20% of the population were slaves. Okay, that's a million slaves. Abortion was legal. According to most of the records, one-fifth of all pregnancies were aborted. One-fifth, that's 20%. Michigan, interesting, had the highest rate of 34%. That would be one-third, right? Um, In many states, the age of sexual consent was as low as 9 or 10 years old. Prostitution was much more common. Uh, if you look at the, at, the, at the West where people were uh, settling out westward, looking for gold, all of that, the communities were so dangerous that people always had to carry a gun. Murder was common. Even in the more uh, genteel, uh, civilized things, there were no church communities. Uh, at that time, tens of thousands of American Indians were murdered or forced from their lands. Thousands of Chinese people were imported on the West Coast as slaves. Women had virtually no rights, right? Their husbands were legally allowed to beat them uh, as long as they avoided maiming or killing them. Alcoholism was also at a much higher rate. So what am I saying? I'm saying that maybe the good old days weren't quite as good. If you fast forward, we've gotten to the 19th century. Well, that we've got we've got um, the Civil War, and then in the United States, and then we go into two world wars. Okay, um, that uh, wiped out uh, just I mean unbelievable numbers of men, uh, and just the the suffering of all of that. And then you go into the 1950s and you have the Cold Wars and you go to the 1960s and then you have so much upheaval and race rights. And then all this time, uh, one of the statistics I didn't talk about is just how how um, it wasn't until World War II when we actually had one antibiotic. So that made if you got pneumonia, it was basically a death sentence. And then we had the scourges of measles and uh, and polio. And these things just wiped out especially children, right? The, the, uh, the birth rate, the survival of children uh, was, uh, and, and women giving birth uh, was mortifying, right? So, and then just how, how people were treated uh, if they had mental problems, right? Um, so I, what I'm saying is things are getting brighter and brighter. And the sweeping uh, thing, of, yes, we have a lot of evil. There's no question about it. And we don't need to get complacent. But what also happens is when we focus on just how bad we and we start to get so depressed, you start to lose your like, you start to lose hope and you start to think, wow, there, you know, there's nothing I can do. It just gets worse and worse. And then I get more bad news. I mean, for goodness sakes, turn off the news for a bit, you know, until you can have a perspective that maybe can handle some of it and realize that's not the only thing that's going on. Because we have, you know, there's so many people that are just simply good. When was the last time, you know, you went to the store and actually someone was like just genuinely nice? They let you stand in line because you had, you know, two things and, you know, they had a big cart. Actually, I'm always the one with a big cart. <laughs> but 
Um, you know, uh, when was the last time, right? When was the last time someone just did someone something genuinely sweet and kind? All the kindnesses that we practice day to day. See, the human race, we're in the image and likeness of God. We're in the image and likeness of love himself. And love is patient and kind and love never fails. So all of that is in you. And God is masterful at redeeming humanity. He's bringing, yes, do we have problems? At, without a doubt. But we're, all, we're also improving we're also um, uh, we're also uh, growing as a human race, even though we have vast problems. So in that place, and not to mention for you individually, right? Um, what is your future like? God is is unveiling you from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from faith to faith, from grace to grace, from one bright level to another bright level. Why you're being unveiled in the brightness of who you are, Christ in you, the hope of glory, right? Um, people are addressing things, and we are um, we are so much better than we were, and things will continue to improve. Why? Because God is drawing all things to himself. He prayed that we would be one as him and the father are one, him and us and us and him, that we would be together in one. So his, he, he's actually drawing humanity. Yes, we have, <laughs> sorry, we have massive splits. We do, we do. But we also have a God that enables us to forgive. A God that's able to say, you know what? We have more in common with one another than we have differences that we can rise up in who we are and 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 share love with the world. We can do that because of the one who is love within us. Anyway, I hope this has been enlightening and helpful. Uh, you know, I, I know times are uncertain, but like when was times not uncertain? Right. We've been through wars and plagues and scourges and all of these different things. And you know what? Humanity has made it through. And you know what? Beautiful things have also resulted. And you can choose what you're going to focus on, what you're going to cooperate with while you're seeking and available to be an answer or conduit for answers for the things that are really, really wrong. I hope you've been encouraged. I love you guys. Have an amazing day. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.